Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empower you to return to your core belief to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I want to talk about concept. Concept is, if you were born with a hammer in your hand, everything in life looks like a nail. What does that mean, Dell? What it means is, is that the guy came to me the other day. Nice guy. Good guy. Seems like a good guy. Uh, and wanted to sell me on the concept of letting me or letting him open up solicitations in lifestyle to our members for something that's totally against our rules. And that was building new constructed apartment complexes. And he had a really good presentation, actually. I thought it was pretty good. And got me thinking, got me thinking, hmm, okay, you know, maybe we build our own. But, you know, that's the concept that everybody gets into. Why don't we build our own? And I thought about it for about a week, and the guy wanted to know, you know, what I thought. And I finally just said no. It doesn't fit the rules. And then I thought about myself how principally minded that decision was. And how everybody else out there has no principles. You say, well, that's quite grand a statement that you do and nobody else does. Yeah, it probably is pretty grand. But the reality is it feels true. Nobody seems to have any principles. Now, I'm going to go over with you today during the show why I said no to this. I'm going to tell you the reasoning behind it and why I said no. But I also want to talk about the fact that everything you're seeing on TV now is just lack of principles. There's so much going on that's wrong. I mean, you look at the Olympics and you look at China and you look at everything that China does how they steal all of our intellectual rights, how they're killing people, putting them in concentration camps. They're doing all these wrong things. And yet, our country can't say no. We could have said no. We're not sending our Olympic champions there. The world could have said no. We're not sending any of our champions there. Why would we let somebody with so many Problems. A country with so much just bad stuff going on. Why would the world let them hold the Olympics? There's no, <laughs> there's no morals there. There's none. And so our, our guys, the, the Democrats, are saying, oh, we can't let them do this, so we're not sending any um, diplomatic people. What does that mean, we're not sending diplomats? We're sending all of our diplomats. They're called athletes. And the Democrats have no morals. 
they say that they don't want fentanyl here. They say that. They've now got their people saying we're going to have a, the most, uh, the largest fentanyl drug ring break, um, breakup in the, ever. But yet, Biden has made it so the southern border is just an open border. So these drugs are coming across in the hundreds of millions of dollars worth, in the tons worth. They don't want drugs yet. They let drugs through. They don't want foreign emissaries and people that are going to end up blowing up our country. But they let them through. And we let them let them through. We voted these idiots in. I say we, I'm part of it. We all vote. We let these idiots in. You see them telling Russia that it's okay to attack another country. And North Korea that it's okay to shoot off atomic bombs. In China, it's okay to take over the China Sea. There's no morality left. And the Democrats have just gone totally wacko. Now, I don't think the Republicans are doing much better because they're not stopping them. They're not even arguing with them. But still, it doesn't matter. My say has nothing to do with it. I have no political power, no clout. I can just talk to you about what I know about. And I know about this guy rationalizing that he wanted to take people's money and put it in these deals. And I had to think about it because just like Coca-Cola and Nike wants Chinese money, I had to think, well, maybe we want these deals. Maybe there's something we can make some money with. We can build some, build some buildings and make some money. Something new for all of us to do, to make more money, more money, more money. Yet, there's no morals in it. And there's no morals in what we're doing around the world. There's no morals in keeping our parents away from their kids and teaching our kids just complete ignorant stuff. Do you know the people right now, the kids in school can't read or write? But they can tell you about black America. Wow. I sure wish they could read and write along with that. That'd be nice. Do some math. We used to be like second or third best math people in the world. Now we're like the worst math people in the world. Why? Because the people we have teaching our kids are socialists. They're not teachers. They're socialists. They're trying to change our country to another country. Now, I know that some of you are irritated by me saying this, but I bet a whole lot of you are going, well, why didn't you talk about this before? Because I'm not political. I was just thinking about my own greed while I went through this argument with myself about whether I should let these people do this stuff, whether I should let it become a part of our curriculum. And I thought to myself, self, why are you doing this? Why are you even going through the argument? This investment type doesn't fit our investment style at all. It's completely wrong for your investors. But I thought about it. I caught myself thinking about, I want an Olympic gold even though we're killing people. I want to let the 
the people come across the border so we can get more Democratic votes and win more elections. I don't care if they're bringing in fentanyl that's killing people. I don't care if they're bringing in terrorists, they're going to kill people because I want more votes. No, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking I want this deal because it might make more money for our members. More money, more money, more money. More votes, more votes, more votes. More political clout, more power. It's all the same thing. It's overlooking the moral issue for the monetary reward. And I'm just slapping myself in the face right here on radio saying, I caught myself feeling that way. So when we come back from break, I'm going to talk to you about why it really doesn't make any sense. Because it doesn't fit the rules that we live by. The rules that have made all of us successful has gotten us to the point where we have an incredible life, quality of lifestyle that's unbelievable by following three simple rules. And this was going to break all three rules. Man. And I caught myself thinking about it. I really feel bad about it. That's why I'm chastising myself right here on radio. I'm slapping myself down in public because I caught myself thinking about it. I also had some other interesting things happen this week, along with discussions at a bar. Discussions at a bar are very, very interesting because they open you up to the way the rest of the world thinks. And you get to see a microcosm of the world, listening to people, tell lies about their life, tell lies about the world, all while they're drinking and having fun. So when we come back, I'm going to go into why and how. I almost made a mistake. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm spanking myself uh, in public. Because I actually took the time to think about whether or not a new type of investment would actually work for us. And the guy that presented the opportunity to me uh, was a nice guy, articulate, presentation was good. But what he wanted to do was he wanted to start building apartment complexes and raising capital to build apartment complexes. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. And uh, I had to think about it. And after I thought about it for about a week, I told the gentleman no, and then I was embarrassed it took me a week to figure it out. Why was that? Because it broke so many rules. People of lifestyles come here because they want to learn how to invest into a business that's going to retire them. And the only thing that retires people is passive income. A pile of money does not work. It will not retire you. You need passive, regular Reoccurring. Let's say the two things. Regular means, hey, I'm getting it every month. Reoccurring over and over again the rest of your life income. Until you have passive, regular, reoccurring income, you can't retire. That's what a job is. That's why you get them to go to work every day. It's because you need income. You need it every single pay period. Every week, every month, whatever it is you get paid, it doesn't matter. You need that. Well, constructing an apartment complex takes anywhere from two to four years to do. So let's go to our rules. There's three rules that I have that have done me well, allowed me to become wealthy, and allowed a lot of other people to become wealthy. Rule number one, don't lose money. 
Well, the guy bringing me these ideas never built an apartment complex in his life. So how, how do you do that? If you re- ever read The Richest Man in Babylon, it says, uh, don't go to a bricklayer to find out about jewels. Well, I'm saying don't go to this guy to find out about building an apartment complex. He's never built one. He wants to get in the business. But he wants to get in the business on the backs of our money. And I say our because the investors at Lifestyles. He wants to try it with our money. Not with his money, with our money. He said he was going to put some money into it. So I'm not trying to put the guy down. I'm just saying I'm upset at myself. It took me a whole week to think about it before I decided it was, didn't make sense. you got a guy that's never done it before. I have a rule. Always be the second or third guy through the door. I remember one time a couple guys came into my health club and they started um, messing with my receptionist, which, by the way, ended up being my wife. So it was my girlfriend at the time. And they pulled their pants down and showed her all their stuff, right? So I chased these guys out of there. They ran. They jumped up on top of a car, jumped over about seven or eight foot fence onto another car on the other side and then they ran into a condominium i chased them the whole way and ran right into the condominium when i got in there i was in the middle of a condominium with eight guys surrounding me and i realized i shouldn't have been the first guy through the door i should have brought people with me ever since then i've realized i don't want to be the first guy through the door something new i want to be the second or third fourth Let him kill the first guy. Save me. Because you don't know what you don't know when you go into something new. And it could be the smallest thing, the slightest mistake. Completely blows you out. Now, I'm telling you what I know to be true is this. Every other self-help guru in the world says losing money is not a problem. Failing is not a problem. You can fail your way to to success. If If you're not successful now, you haven't failed enough. That's all BS. You don't want to lose your principle. Now, those people that don't use their own principle, they have no problem with failing. They're losing their own principle. Then they're failing. But if you don't lose your own money, you can't be considered a failure because you lost nothing. This guy was wanting to divert his failure to us. Let our people put up the money for him to take the risk to learn how to do something he doesn't know how to do. And that's just flat wrong. I put together lifestyles so people could learn from what I learned and they could learn without being the first person through the door. They should not have to be the first person through the door. And this was a first person through the door kind of thing. And I told the guy, you know, if we did it, we'd only do it with accredited people, which are people that have a lot of money and are very smart. But even then, it didn't make any sense because we don't have any idea what could go wrong. We don't have any idea what could go wrong with the construction. We don't have any idea what could go wrong with uh, supply channels. What if we couldn't get the, the supplies we need to build the complex? So, well, that would never happen. What just happened? Could it happen again? I don't know. Do you? I don't think we do. I think we just go out there and we find out that we were wrong and lose a lot of money. What else could go wrong? Financing. Right now, the government is all kinds of trouble. And they're about to start making some major changes in the way things are financed. They're going to raise interest rates. The whole economy could be different at the end of two to four years from now, when this thing would be coming coming into completion. There could be absolutely no use for this place two to four years from now. It could be too expensive two to four years from now. 
It could we could have picked the wrong location to put it in two to four years from now. There's so many things that can go wrong with construction. Where when you buy something that already has income coming from it, there's already people living there. You already know what you can get for rents. And you can see, well, maybe I can improve on that. Maybe I can't. But you know what you got. You're buying an existing business, not projecting a two to four year future existence of a business, which you don't know will really help. So rule one, don't lose money is just you just kicked it in the teeth. Everything about taking risk is accentuated when you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're going. You've never done it before. You have no idea what the future is going to look like. You have no idea what the government's going to be like in two to four years from now. You just have no idea. I was basically throwing rule one to the wind saying, eh, we'll just find out. See if it works. Gosh, I hate myself for even, even thinking that way. It's just what everybody else does. It's called speculation. People like speculation because speculation seems easy. Hey, we'll go do this thing and make a lot of money. It's the something for nothing syndrome. We'll take a shot. If you throw enough mud up on the wall, something's got to stick, right? And one of these has got to be good. We've got to make some money. But even then, if you do make some money, is it regular? Is it reoccurring? No. It's a one-time, one-off thing. Not enough to retire on. Not enough to pay for you to live for the rest of your life. And definitely not regular and reoccurring. So there you go. Rule one is destroyed. We'll be right back with rule two and the rest of the story. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. The world needs worker bees. If the world doesn't have that, the world will fall apart. You can see what happened during the pandemic. They gave people an opportunity to make money without working. And then they couldn't understand why people wouldn't come back to work. See, we all think that work is essential. Work isn't essential. Money is essential. And if you could find a way to have money without working, a very high percentage of us wouldn't work. I think of myself as, an, as a pessimist. I look at everything from the negative side of things. I've been that way my whole life because I was born 200 pound fat kid with Coke bottle glasses and a flat top haircut and no friends. And so I had to go out and build a life for myself that I was happy with. We'll be right back with the Del Monte Radio Show. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're just chastising me for taking a whole week to decide if something was a good idea or not, when I probably knew within five minutes it was a bad idea, but I just couldn't wrap my arms around it. Because why? Because I, like every other person in this world, started getting greedy thinking, hmm, here's maybe a new opportunity. We can make some more money. We can do something different, something exciting, something new. You need to realize that we all fall for this. It's just typical. Something for nothing, instantaneous gratification disease. Let's go do something that's easy and make a lot of money doing it. And one that I fell for was construction. I've despised construction my entire life. Well, Dell, somebody has to do it. Yeah, builders build. That's, they have no idea why they build. They just know they can build and they can sell and they can make some money for it. But they're not operators. And builders are constantly building. You know why builders are constantly building? Because building doesn't make you rich. Building puts money in your pocket for about a week or two, a month, <laughs> the most of the year. And then it's gone because it's not regular reoccurring income. So rule number one was 
don't lose money, and the possibility of losing money was unbelievable in this situation. But the second rule is there's got to be cash flow. You can't retire unless there's cash flow. So people come to Lifestyles, and they hear me talk about retiring in two to four years, right? If they were to get into this investment, would they be able to retire in two to four years if they put their life savings into one of these deals? Absolutely not. There's no cash flow. None. You're building something that has no cash flow. In fact, there might be a cash call. They might need more money. And call you up and say, hey, we need more money. Can't retire on that. Now, what about when it gets done, though? Won't there be cash flow then? Probably not. Because once a builder learns he can build and make a large chunk of money for building, they're going to want to sell and go build again. And after you've had an investment for two to four years that hasn't paid you anything, you're going to want to be out of that investment. So you're going to want to sell also. That's why people who build things don't ever get rich. They get rich by owning things, not building them. And if there's no cash flow, there's no retirement. And people join lifestyles because they want to retire in two to five years. But you're not going to retire in two to five years if there's no cash flow. So this investment is a complete sham. By the way, if you haven't seen the, the movie yet, the special, Who is Hunter Biden by Fox News, uh, you need to watch it. Because it really, it, it opens your eyes to all the stuff that goes on in our country behind the scenes. Who knows how many people are involved in this kind of stuff? I would say probably a very large percentage of people that are in politics are doing something unscrupulous. Just the nature of the beast, the kind of people that want to be out in front of everybody, making all the money, doing all the things, being known, having all the power. Like I said, I caught myself in this position where I'm, I've been asked to make a decision on this investment. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I caught myself thinking about saying yes. Until I realized it broke all the rules. That I could say something that's okay that might take somebody's life savings away from them. They could lose their life savings. Can that happen? It happens all the time with people that don't listen to what I say. They just go out and do what they want to do, and they do it wrong. That, that kind of stuff happens. But here I would be saying yes to something that I, in my bottom of my heart, knew was too risky. They didn't have any cash flow. There's one more rule, and we'll hit that one more rule up here, and that is you can't get rich slow. My friends, four years is not fast. <laughs> you should be making income very quickly after you join Lifestyles. You should be out there in something that's making you money. Even if it's just buying your own rent house, one rent house even. You need to be out there making money. And I'll give you an example. Kind of a strange story, but it's one that just recently happened to me. I just last year bought seven grocery stores. I told you this story before, but last this this month, whatever month this is right now, I got six of the rent checks from the grocery stores in the mail and didn't get the seventh one. Now, I'd had this happen to me once before where I didn't get any of the checks. So I'd gone through the process of contacting all the people that owned the stores that were renting my buildings and my real estate from me. And, hey, I want my check. And in that case, I said, okay, well, we'll stop a payment on this check and we'll get you another one. And they did. I got all the checks eventually. But this time it was only one of them. <laughs> I got six of them. And each one of these is about 10,000 bucks a month, so it's about 70,000 total. 
just in, just in the grocery store. Forget about the real estate. Forget about the apartment complexes. Forget about my realty companies. Forget about my software companies. Forget about my consulting companies. Forget about all this. Just some stupid thing I bought last year just for giggles. And I didn't get the one, so I waited. I said, you know, I'll wait. Maybe to come in the mail. And uh, I waited and I waited and waited. and been a whole week. So I finally said, ah, I got to call these people. I got to get this thing canceled and get a new check to me. So I called them up, and they wouldn't answer their phone. It's always that way. You can't get these people. They're busy as can be. And I left messages for two different people. And finally, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm in a restaurant eating dinner. Get a call back from a lady. And she says, yeah, got your message. We'll cancel your check, and we'll send you another one. I said, okay, great. Thank you very much. And we finished eating, had a few drinks, get in the car, drive home. My wife gets out. Goes to the mailbox, and guess what's in the mailbox? There's the check. So now I'm frantic because I know they're going to cancel the check. So I get the lady back on the phone. Luckily, it's 5 o'clock, 501, 502, 503. I mean, she was ready to shut her computer off, she said. And I got her. And um, she said, I don't know. I've, I've already sent the, the email to the lady to cancel the check and write a new one. Let me just see if I can contact her. She said, hold on. And she put me on hold, and she called, got on the other phone, called the person. And then she got back on the phone. She says, you were lucky. This lady had a pile, probably 20 or 30 of these things to do, and yours was at the bottom. And she had not canceled your check yet. So your check is still good. <laughs> I go, thank gosh. And I'm laughing and tickled. I go, this is great. I didn't have to wait another week. Because you'd wait, you know, they'd, they'd cancel that one, and then they'd write a new check. It'd take about a week to get there whatever, because like I said, I had it happen before. She said, no, nope, yours is good. I go, wow, thank you very much. But that's not the part that really got me. What got me was after I hung up, and I was talking with my wife, I said, do you realize that this $10,000 check, which is nothing to us, because it's just one small part of multiple streams of income, nothing to us. This is somebody's entire earnings as a high-end employee. A high-end employee taking home $10,000. Now remember, to take home 10,000 you have to make 14,000 because you're going to pay 40% in taxes at a high end level. Social Security, Medicare, probably paying something towards uh, medical insurance. You might have a uh, what I have is a medical fund thing where I put money into a fund so I can pull it out tax free to spend for everything my insurance doesn't cover. I don't remember what those things are called. But the bottom line is, that, you know, you, you got to make about 14000 to take home ten. And here's this check for ten. i I'm laughing. And because in just the skin of my teeth, I got the check to be good for not have to wait another week to get it. But then I got serious about it. I said, you know, do you realize this is somebody's entire earnings? Maybe double the average person's entire earnings. Double what the average person makes. The average person makes about forty or 50000 a year, about 50000 a year. So this is double what the average person makes. And we're just laughing at it, like it's a joke. And I started thinking about that. I started thinking, man, how lucky are we to live in this world and not have bought into a construction deal, but rather to have bought something that pays this regular reoccurring income. And I, I, got, I got dizzy on I mean, it, it was kind of like it came over me kind of overwhelmed me how important it was that I'm talking to you guys and I'm helping you see how important passive reoccurring income is compared to winning the lottery or a one-time shabam of any kind. 
It's just not worth it. Now more intel to build a better lifestyle from Del Wamsley. I read somewhere from some psychology book said, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Think about that. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Over the years at Lifestyles, I've taught people how to become financially free. I've taught them how to be retired. I've taught them how to be retired plus rich. I've taught them how to be retired plus rich plus massively wealthy. Each person decides on a scale of one to 10 on a continuum where they want to remain on that continuum. And I just know some people go, you know, if we just pick up a little bit of additional side income on the side, that'd be good. You know, we've got a regular earned income. If we have a little additional side income, that's a good addition. We can live a little higher on the hog than we could have before. Some of them are thinking, well, if I just get a little bit of real estate investments, then maybe by the time I retire, it'd be just like my other retirements. I'll add it to my 401k and my IRA and some little real estate deals on the side, and I'll have a little bit better retirement. Some people go, you know what? I want to literally retire. That concept of retirement is going to take a complete mind shift from everything you've been taught in life. We'll take a break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, I'm just uh, beating myself up about uh, taking a whole week to make a decision that an investment opportunity that was presented to us was a bad proposition for us. Uh, and the guy that presented it wasn't a bad guy, really. He, he did a great job, great presentation, and he made it sound as safe as he could possibly make it, but he just wasn't taking into account that he was it was safe because it wasn't his money. It was somebody else's money making the, taking the risk. So I had to say no to the deal, and my only reason I feel bad is because it took me a week to say no. I should have been able to say no to the guy right away. It just breaks all the rules, but I wanted to think it through because sometimes in life I find myself up against my own rules, and um, figure out, hmm, you know what, maybe I didn't get that quite right. Maybe it's that and this. It's slightly wrong, right? But in this case, it doesn't. The bottom line is this thing is very, very risky. Secondly, there's no cash flow. And third rule, you can't get rich slow. Four years to complete the project is just too slow. Within four years, I could have people retired and living the good life. And speaking of the good life, I have to tell you a story It's kind of funny. I called a guy up because we got the expo coming up, and this one guy we have is a super cool guy. And he's just a, he's, he's the kind of guy that's just fun. He does everything he wants to do, and ever since I've known him, he's done that. And the more money he got, the more exciting stuff he does. So he was going to come to the expo, and I was going to have him up on stage with me to talk about how do you live life once you're wealthy, right? What do you do differently? But you're wealthy and how do you really enjoy life and not get all whacked out? Because there's really a couple levels of wealthy that are just ridiculous. One of them is the kind of wealthy, and I see this a lot of guys, where they just want more money, more money, more money, more money, more money. There's, no, there's never enough. And it becomes, they say, well, it's I have fun making money. Yeah, I get that. I'm kind of the same way, weird that way. Your only hobby in life is making money because you get good at it and you like to do it and so on and so forth. And it's a great, great excuse for not doing anything fun. And I fall into it every once in a while. But luckily, I have a wife that just won't let me live live in that zone. She wants to go out and have fun. So she pulls me out of my dark zone. But a lot of people get in that dark zone where they just want to make more money, more money, more money, more money. There's no fun in their life. They're just more money. And I don't know who they're trying to beat, but you're going to end up in the grave, whatever it is. We're all going to end up in the grave. And we can't take it with us. I've never seen a hearse pulling a trailer of money behind it. It just 
there's, you can't take it with you guys. So you got to enjoy it somewhere along the line if you just keep making more. And that's, you know, I've told you this a million times. You just keep making more and more and more. And then you invest more. And when you invest more, you make more. And you say, okay, I'm going to live with a larger percentage of it. But you still got a ton of money left over at the end of the year. And you invest that and buy more. And I even did it again this year. I'm, I'm looking at three more projects. I actually had four. I didn't get one of them. But I had four projects on the table. One of them fell off. So I got three projects I'm working and I'll get some stuff bought this year and then go on with the rest of the year and have fun. It's going to be a great year, fun-wise, for us. I know that. We've got all kinds of stuff set up for fun. But this guy was going to come. <laughs> we were sitting there drinking late at night, talking on the phone, reminiscing our old friendship, kindred spirit. And then he contacts me the next day. He goes, you know, the problem about talking to a good buddy drunk late at night is that you don't remember that you actually have stuff going on in your life. And he said, I'm sorry, but the day that you want me to come to the expo, I've actually got, I bought a three-day training course with BMW race cars. I go, what? Now, I've heard of this. I've heard people go to these, like, tracks to learn how to drive Jeeps and all-terrain vehicles and other, you know, race car tracks. You learn how to drive race cars. But he had bought one of these things where he's going for three days to learn to drive fast. Man, I thought, that is so much fun. Maybe I should just not go to the expo. But I have to. Alas, <laughs> I have fun at the expo. But alas, it has to be. I got another one I'll tell you. I was walking around a mall yesterday. And my daughter for Christmas bought me like five or six different gun shirts. And they have all these gun sayings on them. The one I had on yesterday was, I believe in gun control. <laughs> and then it goes one, two, three. Number one, use both hands when aiming your gun. Number two, always hit the bullseye. And number three... Gun control is buying one when you really want three or four. I had people coming up to me in the mall, just left and right. Oh, I love your shirt. I love your shirt. I love your shirt. Point I'm making here, and that's kind of a um, conservative point of view. You know, gun control is not, you know, that's a liberal thing. Really, real gun control, not the type this shirt is talking about. It was talking about, you know, enjoying guns and having them, being safe with them. But I don't think that. The liberals are going to control this country for much longer. I'm watching TV and I'm seeing failure after failure after failure after failure. Now, you have to understand, when the Republicans were in power, don't think that I'm a one-sided person. I'm, I'm an equal opportunity hater. I hate politicians who do dumb stuff to destroy our lives. In fact, the best political party that would ever be raised is if it was completely even and nobody could pass any laws. Nobody could spend our money. Nobody could cheat us. Nobody could do anything stupid. They just would be neutralized. That would be a great four years. And I call for that. I, I think that's what we do. We leave one party in power one thing, one party in power another thing, and uh, give no power and just see what happens. But if you don't, then you got to make a decision. How are you going to live your life? And I, I hope that listening to me over a long, long period of time, you will start to understand that what I'm calling for is liberty. It's freedom. But as I was sitting in a bar talking to a couple guys the other night, they were thinking, well, yeah, you know, I've got freedom. You don't have freedom. If you don't have any money, you don't have any freedom. Because you can't do what you want to do if you don't have the money to do what you want to do. And... These guys, they weren't comfortable with that. They're thinking, I have as much freedom as you do. I go, no, you don't. Because tomorrow you have to go to work. And I don't. That's the difference. By the time I was done, I think they got it. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. 20% of the activities you do in life produce 80% of your results. 
That's his efficiency ratio. Now, it's obvious in life, if you can do more of the 20% that makes a difference and less of the 80% that doesn't, you can be more successful. So it's that line. Here is the line. You live, let's say there's a line where you are exactly an 80-20 person. Successful people are more like 30-70. Unsuccessful people are more like 90-10. What I mean by that is the people who are unsuccessful spend 90% of their time doing stuff that means nothing and only 10% of the time doing something that's effective. Very successful people spend 30% of their time doing something effective and only 70% of their time doing something ineffective. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.